0: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my unbelievably awesome co-host, Mozzie. Mm, How's it going, man? I am great, and uh, I know you're doing well because you just had some deep dish pizza, so I I imagine you can't be bad after that, unless you're lactose intolerant, which I don't think you are (laughs) as far as I know.
1: No, if I was lactose intolerant, that would be a pretty... um you Know, misguided <laughs> dinner purchase. Yeah. I think.
0: Well, I've got a okay. I have a couple of buddies, one, one in particular, and, and, and um, well, his name's Kirkland. He's not gonna listen to this, but um, he is lactose intolerant, but he loves like chocolate milk and he'll like eat pizza oh. and just like suffer the consequences. Then one time on a trip back, um, he slept two cars while I was in his car, but I guess he thought they stopped for milkshakes. And then like 30 minutes after, he's like, guys, I gotta stop, like, like, Nick, like now,
1: <laughs> oh no oh i feel like chocolate milk might be the worst thing for you if you're lactose intolerant. yeah i'm
0: like i'm like well, why do you do this to yourself he's like that's eh, worth it <laughs> right i'm like kevin from the office worth it <laughs> yeah so yeah people people just endure it and deal with it but oof playing with fire yeah so uh speaking of things we endure and deal with um we can start you want to start with your jets in our afc division or afc east so uh We're going to do division-by-division team breakdowns as far as, like, predictions and some just general fantasy outlook, but I wanted to take that segue while I could (laughs) You
1: know, it was there. The volley was there. You just got to take it. Yeah, it it
0: was a bit of a bumpy, like, sidewalk, but the segue was, like, kind of there, so I just (laughs) hopped on and rode it over. It's like a hoverboard on a bumpy sidewalk.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, we can start with them. I mean, so, yeah, we're going to cover each division by division. This one we're doing the east and the west of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, east? The I east. thought you
0: said we. West.
1: <laughs> Just to kick it all off. So, yeah, I mean, we might as well start with the AFC East. Um, we like to do little predictions every year, see how they pan out, maybe call out some names of rookies and maybe some fantasy projection. See how it all pans out. Okay. So, AFC East has traditionally been the Patriots here for the past uh, two decades, at least. as uh, what it feels like, at the very least. Um, and I would struggle to think that uh, they still don't do pretty well this year with Cam Newton um, as their quarterback. This is a tough division. They're going to beat each other up, and their schedule is brutal this year. So, I don't know personally if there's a single afc east team that i feel comfortable saying wins double digit wins um so that's kind of my first hot take with the afc east it's a brutal division all of the teams are improving um Mm -hmm. every single one of them and they're all gonna be really just beating into each other and i think you're gonna see a lot of division splits in the game logs um So yeah, I guess starting with the Patriots, who I guess I have right now as the forerunner to still win the AFC East, even though they're missing a lot of pieces they had from last year, I just, I struggle to see Cam Newton on a Patriots team, not going at least eight and eight. So I do have them at nine and seven uh, going through their schedule. They're going to have some tough losses, but they are generally just a well-run football team and they still have one of the best coaches in the league. They're not going to, like, they're not a... 4-12 team as some idiots are predicting them to be. They're going to win games even without a lot of their pieces in because let's face it the Patriots are a you know, get in there and play do your job kind of team. When they are missing a player, they put a new one in and expect them to perform the exact same role that the previous one did and that's just sort of how the whole team is run Mm -hmm. so they're still going to be decent (laughs) at the very least Uh, with that being said, this is in my opinion, the weakest the Patriots roster has been in years, and so I do think it does ultimately have some effect on the team. Uh, They lost Danny Shelton. They lost Kyle Van Noy, They lost Jamie Collins, even though he's a little bit older. Uh, They also lost Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung. Chung, Both of them are uh, opting out due to COVID, uh, which means they've now lost something like 70 to 80% of their linebacker snaps from last year.
0: Yeah, they they lost a lot with the opt-outs the Patriots did. Yeah, they had I think six opt outs. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I think they had the most. It yeah, which you know that's the problem when you uh, draft intelligent players,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the double but, yeah, edged sword, it, oh,
1: right? <laughs> but like, damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean their offense is pretty much the biggest question mark because you know they still have Stefan Gilmore, they still have the McCourty brothers. Um, they're definitely not sunk on defense because their secondary is great. And that's the most important thing right now is secondary and uh, quarterback pressure, which I'm sure they'll get both of because they've always been able to get quarterback mm-hmm. pressure just because of their schemes. Um, but offensively it's Cam Newton and it's Julian Edelman. And that's kind of where it stops, which yeah. is the biggest problem for them right now. They're running back room is a carousel and their tight ends are rookies and we have no idea if N'Kill Harry is going to pan out or what's going on with him. He was not really there last year um, so he would need to take a big step forward to be a part of the offense. So yeah, they're going to struggle offensively. Their defense will keep them in games and because their coach is so good, they will still win, I think, more than they lose, but it's the worst Patriots roster in years.
0: Yeah, I'm the main reason I don't think this team is going to be like bad is cam and i think the patriots will get a lot out of cam my fantasy take on it is oh uh, just take cam and call it a day because <laughs> like Sonny michelle is that situation's a mess it sounds like there's been some positive news on him but at that point i'm just like well then it's going to be messy and like it is a, it, there is the sense of these guys are both going really late it's worth the taking one of them and i agree like damon harris is going pretty late he's worth the shot He's more excited mm-hmm. than Sonny Michelle, in my opinion, because I just I just see Michelle just being in and out, mostly out all year. Like um, his best days are kind of behind him. Yeah, like he. I've heard this said, and I kind of agree. Like we may never see college Sonny Michelle again. Yeah, which would be a shame
1: that the injuries just kind of piled up on him,
0: man. Yeah, and I heard someone say that like like what if Carry On goes the way of Sonny? I'm like, oh, so it sounds so sad, but it might be. It um, might be. Yeah, it might be true, and then but yeah, Damien Harris is going pretty late. He's climbing, obviously. But um he's definitely worth the light grab. Um I don't think any of the receivers are gonna be that exciting. Just because I don't think this is gonna this is gonna be a low volume pass offense, I think. Um, Correct. I would agree there's not like a reason for it not to be. Like I imagine Lee's Damien Harris, um, Burkehead White. It's not gonna be like a like light up the sky offense by any means. I think they're gonna take advantage of Cam's rushing ability. Um, not to draw like comparisons per se, but like McDaniels did run an offensive Tim Tebow and make it work. And so he, he, he knows how to like get the most out of a quarterback who can run and Cam can obviously also throw a lot better than Tebow. So yeah, I mostly just think they're going to find good ways to make cam (laughs) the star of the team, which makes sense. Um, I think he and Sanu will have a good rapport to be honest. Um, okay. I think like, Edelman, too, like I think he'll riff well with Edelman. It's a new, just based on what I saw out of him in 2018, and, and um, who was it, Norv or Scott Turner? I forget which one it is now. North yeah. Turner. North, north Turner. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. Like with the 2018 offense, there, um, he kind of took a step forward as a as a thrower, and I think that was like, did, a good sign. Yeah. So, and then and Nikhil Harry kind of fits the profile of. Guys, he's made look better than they are, like in terms of Kellen, Benjamin, Devin Punches. So,
1: I mean, yeah, he is a big receiver that would be able to go up and get some of Cam's balls, you know?
0: Yeah, and um, then, like, it's not like Cam's had, like, amazing receiving cores at any point in his career, so.
1: I mean, no, pretty so. much never. I mean, he had Steve Smith, and that is kind of, like, the best
0: guy he's had. I, I mean, DJ Moore is really good, but he's. But he still- had rookie DJ Moore, pretty much. Right. He didn't really play 2019, so yeah, but I, I also have this team going 9 and 7. That's how that's how I you know put them out in the record. Could obviously lean a bit different ways, but seems right. <laughs> but um, it seems right. Yeah. Then we can move on next to the Jets. That's who you have second. Um, I have them projected a lot differently than you do record wise, but um. Oh well, mine is one off. Mine should be eight and eight. Okay. Here, which
1: I'll just open with that is I do have the Jets going eight and eight and getting one more win than last year um
0: that's reasonable because a lot of the up up in the air games i didn't give them
1: so here's the thing about the jets is they lost jamal adams and everyone kind of thinks that they're gonna suck but um you know that's probably right (laughs) their defense is gonna be rougher um but here's the thing they i i think they win at least eight games this year um their offensive line first of all is the first thing I'll touch on it is significantly better. Yes. And if I'm a calling out better. like hot takes, I think they'll be a top 16 offensive line which is a twice the jump from uh 31st last year. <laughs> um they need to get some chemistry because they have a lot of new pieces is the O-line, but I feel so much better about it this year. Mikai Beckton, they said he's doing really well. Obviously, they're going to say that cuz he was their first round pick, 6'7", 370 Left tackle. Uh, but the dude's a monster. He's got a good sense of humor. People like him already. So that's really great. Uh, going along with that, an improved offensive line to me means Lev Bell is also going to do a lot better this year. He came out and kind of said that he didn't think he was in as good enough shape to start last year, which I mean, I thought he was in pretty good shape. But if he wasn't happy with it, he's taking some responsibility on himself. He's been working out like crazy and has kind of stepped forward as the leader. Now that uh, Adams is gone and kind of just like betrayed the locker room like that, <laughs> um, he stepped forward in a big way. I like the combination of Chris Herndon, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and uh, Jameson Crowder as receiving options for Donald. That's three really talented options there, even without Denzel Mims, who currently has a hamstring injury. Um, Herndon is having a great camp. Him and Marcus May are like having the two best camps right now, and that's really exciting. Uh, Which kind of brings me to the defense. Uh, Quinton Williams got shredded and lost a bunch of weight and is really motivated to make a name for himself. Uh, Avery Williamson, who missed the entirety of last year, outside linebacker, is back and was a really big piece of the defense the year before. Um, Ashton Davis is a name that's going to keep popping up because he's sort of the Jamal Adams replacement. Even though they got Bradley McDougal, they just love this kid. He... um, He's just exceptionally humble. He's one of the guys who gets there before everybody else because he's just always keeps learning. And they—he's just one of those athletes like Isaiah Simmons. They just want on their team. Not, not even necessarily sure where they're gonna put him. Um, <laughs> but the, it, the main thing I'm trying to get at is that the defense is gonna be a bit of a pass funnel again. Mm. Um, their secondary still has holes in it. They're looking for his name's Bless Austin. Blessin. Um, <laughs> yes awesome uh to take a step up they still have brian pool and they drafted bryce hall so there's a lot of unknowns in the secondary that are we're all hoping can do better but ultimately it's going to be really tough to run on them and really easy to throw on them uh so they are going to lose games because of that but i still think they improve as a unit uh eight and eight is kind of like a terrible situation because they might not fire gase with that um We'll see what happens um, not I, at the end of the day I'm still just not that high on Adam Gase to take this team above mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah, I so I actually just made another adjustment. I I switched up the schedule or some of their win loss bit. Still, I still have them five and 11. I think mm-hmm. they are gonna start slow like I've got them losing their first four and then kind of getting more in check after that. Like, I've mm-hmm. got them winning Week 5 against Arizona. That's kind of their get-right point. Arizona's not going to really pose much pass rush. Um, the line is good, but they've got, like, no time as a unit. So, I think they're going like, right. to struggle at first because of that. And then Arizona seems like a nice get-right spot. Because they've got Buffalo, Sanford, and Den- indeed Denver. All of which will, I assume, pose some issues for a line that's ca- trying to get used to each other. Right. Um, fantasy-wise, though, I... I don't know if this is concerning, but I'm getting like higher and higher on Jamison Crowder. <laughs> no man, and, like I don't he know how to was feel one about of that. The best slot receivers last year,
1: like statistically, he has a great rapport with Darnold.
0: Yeah, he he does. That's honestly true. Like he had some like he had some massive games last year. Gu- guess how many targets he had last year? A hundred and ten. Uh, hundred twenty-two. There you go. Yeah, like and it's nuts because you don't think about like the Jets having had a number one receiver like, in that sense last year, because he's like, oh, Robbie was a guy, but they still, like, still kind of all sucked. It's like, no, Carter got a <laughs> Carter got a shitload of targets.
1: He got so, a shitload of targets. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: So I think the offense is probably going to get more plays out this year, um, be a more efficient, effective, and Robbie's gone. Um, I forgot to mention Herndon here. I expect him to take a big step forward. He's sounds like their de facto starter. Um... I'm typing in Herndon, Herndon late. I oh yeah, a nice like late, like really late tight end option that we're both got kind of on board with because he's talented. Um, the opportunity is going to be there because so there's Crowder and then obviously Lebelle. Bell he should bounce back. So said maybe not right away, but as the line gets. Improved it should help, and then well, um, of
1: course, he's gonna split carries for a first few games and not do
0: great. And then,
1: Gase, <laughs> fine, I'll let you carry the ball more than
0: 50. Yeah, 100%. see, well, you, well. you gotta hope that the the 0 4 start is like correct and that that's what gets Gase fired, <laughs> right? But, right there with you, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I expect Crowder and honestly, Lev to probably the team of targets, and then Herdin should be right after Lev, I imagine, because. Mims is a rookie, Perriman is well shot. Perriman. Um <laughs> and they're both kind of missing some camp time right now. So like it should just be those three as the main three there. Yeah, and I like I like all three of them at various places in the draft.
1: Um mm-hmm. Herndon of course being super late, Lev sort of at the turn of the third, and uh Crowder's what, like a seventh, eighth, ninth?
0: Um I I imagine he's probably lower. Like let me look it up. Maybe he's not. I don't know. This says fourteen. That can't be right. Not in the mock draft I did the other day. <laughs> he's probably rising. Um, the tenth around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a solid option there, man. Yeah, like in a like he's kind of almost a strictly PBR pick. Yeah, no, definitely. He's not the big touchdown guy, but he does get peppered with targets. Yeah, he could easily be a hundred catch guy. Pepper. Hundred catch, nine hundred fifty yards,
1: <laughs> two touchdowns.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like the four. touchdown, the touchdowns are gonna be like what makes him either like wide receiver like twenty three or like wide receiver like fifteen or something random. Right. But yeah, so I I don't have them finishing as highly as you did, but I think I think their record will be worse. But like by the time the year is over, you're gonna feel better about them than you did at the end of last year. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I think that that's kind of what
1: I'm hoping for as a season is just that they take a step forward, not necessarily that they're amazing because that's a ludicrous expectation. But I do think they split. I think they split with the Patriots. I think they split with the Bills. I, they probably split with the Dolphins too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of splits in this uh, division. <laughs> but um, So next up we've got the Bills. Um, you've got them 8-8. Eight I've got Mm them nine and seven. They ended last year in a horrible debacle. Um, Do you think they uh, bounce back from that? Or, well, I guess I just said you have the minutes. You don't really have them bouncing back, per se, do you?
1: I'm just sort of, like, their schedule is just so tough. I think the Patriots, Jets, and Bills are all sort of on the same plane right now of talent. And they're, like, they're all, like, average to above average and they're all going to kind of beat each other up um the the biggest question with the bills is just josh allen man like is he going to take that step in year three and be the quarterback that we all kind of thought he might be able to be or is he just going to continue to struggle um right now eight and eight is sort of their floor because i think if he takes a step forward and he is the josh allen that we you know he hopefully can become Then this is like an eleven and five team, and I think they win the division. But if he's not and he struggles and he makes poor decisions, then this is an eight and eight team, and um, that's just sort of the reality of it. The defense is good. They they lost some people. They gained some people. They you know it was a little bit of both for them. Uh, I think they lost what Jordan Phillips and uh, Shaq Lawson. They um, gained Stefan Diggs and they got AJ Klein, Mario Addison, and Vernon Butler. I mean, they also got Josh Norman, but he's pretty old.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. But I,
1: yeah, like, yeah, they're going to be tough.
0: They also got well, AJ well. and Panessa, which I think is going to go overlooked a lot. And he's really good. He honestly, like, mm-hmm. should have been a late first rounder. Yeah, first. no, that he, is kind of crazy. Buffalo lucked before. into him. Yeah. He's really good.
1: They had a really young
0: defensive line, like him and Ed Oliver both out there. Yeah. Like, they like their team is like quoted like at least the defense is just like this is Buffalo. That's a very it just like feels right. I don't know, right? It's kind of a lazy thing to say, but I think it's just like if you envision what the city of Buffalo should have as a defensive unit, like it's picture perfect. But um, yeah, they, they've they've set Josh Allen up for success, right? You've given him Singletary Moss at running back, who they're both. I think Singletary is better, but Moss is definitely capable in his own right, in his own way. Um, although, I do have questions about his like athleticism actually holding up. But it sounds like out of camp, it sounds like the Zach Moss reports are promising. So, mm-hmm.
1: it's kind well, of... Yeah, it'll be a one-two punch, I think. Singletary more in the passing game, and Moss more of the ram-it-up-the-middle kind of guy.
0: Yeah. But um, whenever Josh Allen's not doing that himself. And then right. like, so you got John Brown, Stefan Diggs, and Cole Beasley, and Dawson Knox. Like, the duo of Diggs and John Brown is pretty fun for Josh Allen, I think. And if he is bad this year, we just know he's bad. Like, that's no, kind of, exactly. They're kind of giving him, like, an ultimatum here without really saying it. He's struggled on the deep ball, like, which is, immensely. Which is weird. Yeah, he was so bad at it last year, and he had – John Brown, and now so now he's also got Stephon Diggs, who is a great route runner, good at the deep ball as well. Like his big play rates, like I think, kind of absurd. I think he's got a pretty good yards per catch last year, but mm-hmm. uh, he's got no excuse at this point. Yeah, no. If, if Stephon Diggs can't cover your bad throws, then there
1: it is. Then, rip it. Rip it.
0: What, what, what is it? Coke Zero or a beer? What do you think? Um, I'm gonna say. A beer, it's Coke Zero. Ah, good call, it's kind <laughs> of later, had, so I'm like, do what? You had it. It was, I, but I'm like, I didn't know if that was gonna be like a yeah, yeah, Coke Zero, you know that right? Or if it was like a child. <laughs> it's getting kind of later. I'm like, maybe he's going to beer It's instead. Getting kind of late. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, and like, and it. you had some pizza, so I'm like, pizza that and is beer, true. but like pizza and Coke Zero is probably a good combo too. I don't, I'm not like a soda guy. So I can't mm. attest to that. Like, I always drink water with my food just because like that's how I am. I don't. That's kind of a, like, I don't know if it's weird or not, but, like, I don't like to have a flavor also from a liquid while I'm eating my food. No, I get that, especially, like, a carb-laden one like pizza. Yeah, it fucks out my eating and my burping and throws me off. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this team, I think, should be good. I have them either 9-7 or 10-6, depending on the Broncos game. I'll, I don't know how I feel about that one yet. That's going to be close and gross. Um, <laughs> close and gross. Like like college. it's just like brick street close and gross Um, close and gross so uh, this is a good team that for fantasy I want no part of Um, (laughs) right (laughs) I don't think anyone is like reliable enough or like high upside enough for fantasy Um, aside I guess from Josh Allen himself who apparently said he wants to run less this year I doubt that'll happen unless he has gotten a lot better as a thrower and I doubt that'll happen so I think he's gonna (laughs) run more still Um, he's
1: pretty good at running the ball
0: yeah no it makes me curious though like because they so zach moss is supposed to get the frank gore role um and frank gore got a ton of goal on carries but was absolute hass with them so like if moss is any good with them he could actually like convert those and josh allen won't get as many because josh allen was getting more when frank gore was shooting the bed with them as well
1: true but then it also stinks because it caps moss's upside that Any game,
0: yeah. They all cap all the running backs cap each other itself, yeah. (laughs) And then the receivers cap each other, and also Josh Allen caps them. So like it's it sucks that because like it's a good team who should win the division or at least they and the Patriots should be neck and neck. Um, I'm not sure who I have there for sure, but like it's literally just a matter like of they're good team, not good for fantasy. So
1: yeah, it's yeah. Like I think I'm keeping Singletary in one league, and I'm not even sure if I should.
0: Yeah, in in hindsight, okay, this is kind of a random thing. Like as far as like trays, I'm glad it didn't get accepted pre-draft. We thought Singletary was gonna be the guy. Mm-hmm. We made that off on I'm like, in hindsight, I'm glad they didn't get accepted. Oh yeah. Because I'm I'm glad. Yeah.
1: Now it's a timeshare.
0: Uh huh. So, um, next up we have the Dolphins, who we both have at four and twelve. Although, be even though they're gonna be a quote unquote like bad team, they're in a clear rebuild. Right. Could, exactly. And could maybe like outperform more like than we're thinking to like show up not like a full year early but like show their promise a little earlier. Like for me, kind of depends on what Tua gets in. Um, exactly. I think week three against the Jags, even though like that might be like early, but because their first two weeks they've got um, New England and Buffalo, and then they get Jacksonville week three, which would be like a perfect time to say, "Hey, Tua, here's this like." garbage pile have fun (laughs) but um yeah so what's your take on the team (laughs) um yeah i've got
1: him going four and twelve the the thing is this is now fitzpatrick's second year and we kind of know how this plays out given his extensive pattern of behavior over the past decade where he goes to a team and outperforms and wins the starting job and is great and then comes back the second year as the starter and is not good.
0: <laughs> um, it's it's that whatever that meme is of the cycle of his Patrick that gets passed around that is so accurate. It uh, yeah I mean it's
1: kind of all, like it's on the wall man. I uh, I don't I don't know when two is gonna get the start but I imagine it'll be. I, Before halfway through the season, I think it'll be, you know, a little bit, a little lot, a lot of bit earlier than that.
0: Yeah. I'm not like a hundred percent sure, like what his core, like how like ready he is, but like, I think he might just be fine. Re- like as far as like health, I mean, right. But like, I think he's healthy. I think he's fine. Yeah. And like, you, you know, you know, and anyone who like has listened to this regularly, like knows how I feel about him and his talent. So <laughs> uh,
1: no. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, they made a lot of offseason moves. I I have the take that it was about a year too early, and this is my reasoning. They signed so many defensive players this offseason, and I feel like it they're it's just a year early. It like I don't understand it because they let go of Laramie Tunsell the year before just for the next year to spend a whole bunch of money on making the team good. If you we're going to do it next year, why would you not just hold on to your young, talented, just drafted left tackle? That makes no sense to me. You know they got Eric Flowers, they got Jordan Howard, they got um, Matt Breida, they got Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy, Emmanuel Ogba. Like they stacked up the defense, and for what exactly? Because your line is still not good. You're still missing like tons of key positions. Like, it makes you a little bit more competitive, but all it really does is hurt your draft pick for next year if you
0: win mm-hmm. a few
1: more games. I, I feel like they jumped the gun on committing to the rebuild. They, like, get it set in stone, and then they went out and got all these guys a, a year too early. Because, I mean, two is a, a rookie right now. It, unless you're planning on winning the Super Bowl as rookie year, you might as well have waited. You're not gonna have to pay him for another three.
0: Yeah, I sort of agree. Like, at least on the like line perspective. So I think my like Mike just went to overdrive there. Um <laughs> The line is bad, like for sure still. So like I think putting more resources into that would have been an improvement. Um I mean they're gonna be, I think by the time next year it hits you're gonna be like, okay, the Dolphins like good surprise. Um Right. I get like making the defense strong see so, like you you're a rookie who comes in doesn't have to like play from behind and just get shit on by defensive lines all game. But I, I think it their their plan literally hinges on Tula's development track and like how quickly it like clicks for him and Yeah, like I mean
1: if he's amazing in his first game and he's just a stud, then you know it's all worth it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cause that division is up for grabs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, and then I don't know how they're gonna be this year per se. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think they may still just have a rough record this year. That's what I have, from Matt. But I think, cause right. I don't, I don't know. How, like, I, I assume they mostly gave like, what, two and three year contracts. I don't know if for sure. I can check, but, um, like if they've got like a lot of like three year contracts, they've still got you know some more time to get to a uh, up and running, and then more time to get the line bolstered, but. From a fantasy perspective on this team, obviously everyone knows I love Tua. I think if you're like in a super flex like redraft league or anything, um, he'll his price will be deflated because everyone's assuming Fitzpatrick's gonna start right away. So I think he's a nice super flex pick. Um Preston Williams is apparently doing fine health wise or mostly fine health wise. Um he's better than Devontae Parker. Like
1: he's incredible.
0: Like I know Devontae Parker looked good last year and like clown Stephon Gilmore, but that's. We've been waiting for that for so long. I and mean, then like <laughs> Preston Williams comes out here year one and fucking balls out before he tears his shit up. Like. Ah, oh, I know. And like, him going down is what spurred Devontae Parker balling out. Like, it's it was directly in line. So, like, I'm <laughs> kind of. It's hard to convince me that. All i hard to convince people. Like, I am I am relatively sure that that had a lot to do with it. Because, like, the target volume and everything. So, I. If Preston Williams is healthy, I'm really on board that trade. He's talented. He said he just had the off the field issues um, coming in. That's what held him away, and right. I think he is probably more to his type than Devonte is. Um, and all Heck. this, along with all this, there's the um, Giseki thing. He's kind of a late round option, but he's going around the Herndon range, and I kind of like Herndon better. So that's mm. why I didn't include like, him. And then the running back situation is kind of. I don't expect their run game to be potent in any regard. That's what I kind of, like, it's one of those ambiguous situations where like, oh, I'll take a shot, but, like, I don't think any of those shots will really pay off. Like, I don't know. No, like, somebody be- like Matt Breida might end up being a good
1: receiving option for Tua, but it's really cloudy, and I personally would be
0: avoiding it at yeah, and, like, as long as Fitzpatrick, Pat, Fitzpatrick is in there, like, I don't think he's ever been, like, a running back check-down guy in his life, has he? Um, Not really. He did all right with Bilal Powell, but... Blah Powell. but Powell. Um, Bilal Blau Powell was a good pass-catching guy, though, for, like, in all fairness. Yeah. But
1: yeah.
0: He's, he's, like, more than just a check-down guy. But, yeah, I think Brita, who apparently they've been, like, I've seen a little bits where they've been, like, trying Brita out in the slot, too. Well, she's is actually a really a pass catcher as well, so that could be interesting. Like, mm-hmm. if if I'm taking one of them, it is Brita, but right, still kind of meh. But the ground game is not encouraging. Well, no, yeah, it was terrible last year. The talent in the run, in the back feels better, but like the the running game itself shouldn't uh, is like, not shouldn't, I don't should I, there's no reason it's gonna to think it's gonna be like outstanding by any means. So. Let's
1: look at their. I want to look at their defense really quickly. Yeah, so they do have
0: Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Yes, now. they have like two of the best cover corners in the league on the same team together. Like, their they the run deep. Their wow, words are hard. That was <laughs> that was rough. when um, deep. Let me reset. Their their defense is a run funnel. Um, yes. Kind of trying to think who was that last year, but basically like you're going to be able to run. Like you're going to run on the Dolphins. That's what's going to happen based on their defensive talent.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah, like Christian Wilkins, he's off the edge, though.
0: Yeah, like and, the run uh, defense was bad last year, but their pass defense got a lot better. And so, like, you could already run all over them last year. I think that's going to kind of continue this year, especially because their corners are really good now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good uh, corner set up there. And then their rookie is right
0: behind them, hopefully learning, too. Oh, yeah. Who is that, crab I'm trying to remember. Uh, Noah I. Oh, is it just like, is this name just I? What? I, I, I uh, it's, a, it? a long name.
1: Oh, you're um, just giving me initial cannot got it, got it, got it. Right,
0: pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me take a look. Oh, oh, I see, I see. It's like, it's kind of like the Albert O thing. It's going to be just Noah I. Got it. Right. <laughs> Noah uh, Ibiniene? Igbino yene. And big yene, maybe? And igbino yene. That seems I think it's a yene that sound at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm> probably <saying laughs> so i, I probably sounded so dumb. I probably spent like Ten seconds sounding sounded like an idiot. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, their defense is definitely set up to run funnel, in my opinion. Ah, but, bring your running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who do they start with, week one? Um, New England. I'm gonna laugh, when that's just like Damien Harris. Hi, and Buffalo attacks. But anyway, um, next division we've got the uh, AFC West. At the oh, top, yeah. we've got the Chiefs, of course. Um, fourteen and two is what we both have them at, actually. Um, I don't know if I, remember yeah, the I mean, they got year, but a fourteen and two t- is very fair.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know that you could pick them to go sixteen and zero because they can beat anybody. But when you're talking about teams like the Chiefs, you kind of pick like, all right, what games can they lose? Mm-hmm. Um, like they get a do a bad start and lose to the Texans, and then maybe like the Ravens, and that's it. Or you know they got the Saints in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, I have um, the Saints beating them, and like they could lose to Tampa or like could lose to Houston. But like I don't think this team wins any fewer than twelve games, like barring something crazy happening. But
1: because mm-hmm. yeah, they do. uh They did lose uh, Rashad Breland at the beginning of the year. I think it's four games for substance abuse. Um he was definitely like one of the a big part of the defense coming alive at the end of last year but but yeah i mean they ultimately like they can just outscore anybody so they can win any game
0: <laughs> and then uh what is it i i there one lineman i my brain goes tardigrade because his name is lauren and Duverde Tardif, and my brain's like the tardigrade <laughs> um, i just put dr lineman <laughs> dr lineman dr great. lineman you're needed yeah. The room yeah. He opted out, but their line's still pretty strong. Um, and then, obviously, David Williams opted out. We've discussed the implications of that a oh, lot. Oh, yes. At length. Uh, yeah, like my fantasy take, there's the obvious in the passing game. CH is going to be a study taught about that last episode. And uh, the the really the only, like, point you have to decide on here is me, or Sammy. I've got me, over Sammy. That's, like, my only, like important take that's not like super duper obvious because we know Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey are going to ball out on a regular basis. Um, assuming Tyreek's, um, what was it? Hammy or something? Because I'm trying to remember what his issue was. Yeah, hamstring strain. <clears throat> um, apparently it's the same like his last year, but it sounds... Oh, see, on Tuesday he returned to drills. And I think Adrian green did as well actually so
1: there you go mm-hmm. if Tyreek is healthy completely healthy do you still like mecole over Sammy
0: I think so yeah that's it's more so just a I I think that the Chiefs want to get the most out of mecole as soon as they can rather than <laughs> like fiddling around with Sammy and he was a rookie last year and had a pretty yeah, big yeah. Game, so. and he's just recently a receiver He hasn't been playing receiver that long, so. Now Sammy is cheaper. I'm pretty sure. So like, I I get that perspective of a bit. As far as like, if you're telling me what price, which person, I'm taking Nicole just because I think the upside could be massive. And then the super obvious is, if for some reason Tyreek misses time, Nicole slides in like right there as like an obvious replacement too. I dig it. Yeah. Didn't he? How many touchdowns did he have last year? Ooh. He had he had six last year, so I thought, okay, because he had twenty six catches for five hundred thirty eight yards and six, <laughs> six touchdowns. Disgusting. Yeah, like if he hits like if he hits like nine hundred yards and ten touchdowns, there's no one's gonna be surprised.
1: I'll have at least thirty catches.
0: <laughs> yeah, he got four. He only got forty one targets last year. If that goes up to like, I don't know if it would go, but if that's eighty targets, I mean, that's a nice. I can see that going for 900 yards and. I mean, like yeah. even if it's
1: 60 targets, that's still 700 yards and eight touchdowns, pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah even if it do not just like perfectly stack it up, he, he. If he gets more work, which he should, um, I expect him to be fun to have.
1: Big things.
0: Big. <laughs> um, the next up, we've got the Raiders. Um So you actually have them going higher than I do, record-wise. You have them nine and seven. I have currently six and ten. So no, you no know, like homer by anything here. Um yeah. I their their drafts with Mayock have like made me feel weird because I've not been a fan of like how it's gone early, but there've been some late picks I've liked a lot, or like I've liked <clears> some of <throat> their draft and really disliked some of it. Like this year, I I really think they should have taken Lamb over Rugs. But they still address the need. They got Edwards in the third, which I love that. I hated the Limbald Bowden pick. Um, mm-hmm. Like some of their picks. I'm just like, why are you guys doing this? Um, who else did they pick too? hold on? Cause I feel like they had some like other questionable options. Oh yeah. Damon Arnett, they picked him at 19 and he was like universal, like what third round grade or something. Something, or something. like that. Yeah. yeah. Took him pretty early. Yeah. That was a big reach. But I, I didn't like that. I didn't like the Limbald pick. Um, and then I, I love Josh Jacobs. Although last year I did slam, not slam, but I wasn't like a huge fan of the first round running back pick. But Jacobs is really good, at least. Um, so it wasn't like too egregious. And then whoever um, they got Abram as well. I like him. But then mm-hmm. last year, like after, like kind of later on, I was like, what the heck are they doing? Although they did get what was it, like Maurice Hurst, I think. For that a steal. sounds right. Yeah, because he had like a heart condition or something, so he fell. And so he's super talented though.
1: They, um, yeah, I mean, I like, I I don't know, I guess my my whole, like, Gruden, uh, you know, like, rebuild theory is somewhat predicated on the belief that they wanted to have Gruden come in the years before the move to Vegas, build the team up, and when they get to Vegas, like, kind of start off, like, hit the ground running, like, right on their move. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. And I think they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Like, first of all, they have one of the most underrated offensive lines uh, in the NFL. Like, their offensive line is massive and scary. (laughs) Um, I think Derek Carr is going to have a pretty good year. He's just, they just need to hammer it down, like, which receivers it's going to be. Personally, I think it's, uh, you know, you got Ruggs up top, and then you got Edwards, uh, Waller, and. uh, Renfro there in the slot, you mm. know, every now and then, just for fun. Aguilar?
0: No. Those like,
1: Aguilar hype pieces. I'm like, please, no. Mm. Uh, definitely, the offense will definitely run through Jacobs. Like, <laughs> literally. Uh, but, you know, they that's what's going to happen. Uh, Jacobs is definitely the focal point there. With the great offensive line, that should be really productive. You should have a really good ground game. Defensively, though, which I think is more important for the record, is they went out and got all the linebackers that they could because they didn't have any. They got Nick I think I'm not pronouncing <laughs> that right. No worries. Um, Corey Littleton as well. They threw in Eli Apple in the secondary. They also got Jeff Heath to back up Abram. Um, their secondary is not bad. Their front isn't bad, and they just got a bunch of linebackers. So I think all around the defense is going to be pretty solid. Um, so I've got them at 9-7. and seven. I like uh, them trending towards – you know the whole plan really you know a 10-step plan of gruden being there for 10 years you expect year three year four for them to start putting things together and i think they do it's just not playoff
0: ready yeah there are three games for sure that are kind of up in the air that i could give them easily um four even honestly it's so like depending on you know week to week how things are any sort of like you know, swings or injury, like, whatever, some of my picks on the, their games in the schedule could change a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, like Cleveland, Atlanta, Jets, and Denver, I didn't give them any of those. But, like, they could easily win all of those, too, I think. Like, those oh, yeah. at-Denver game, I mean. So, those could all easily ones. In, and then they're 10-6. and 6. So, it's not like I think they're going to be terrible. They, I just, kind of, some tough breaks, um... <laughs> As far, like, we talked about Jacobs, he is their best player on offense. They need to feature him. Um, They have the line to do it in both the run game, and I think they could get him off the passing game more than they did last year. They should. Um, There's no reason to give Jalen Rashard the ball instead of Josh Jacobs. That's just dumb. Um, (laughs) And so my fantasy take is, like, Josh Jacobs should get a lot of work. Um, He's kind of obvious and if the team's any good I'll be on his back um Tyrell oh, yeah. so this is kind of the, one of the few news pieces um he's got a torn labrum he Oof. says he's gonna try to play through it but I don't know how that's gonna go so rookie time um rugs and Edwards should be on all radars like in redraft even um rugs is gonna be the higher picked one obviously because he's first rounder he's fun he's fast but we're both high on Edwards There's oh a yeah. lot of hype pieces about him he's really good they literally like well, well he had the injury coming in it, coming out and then two he had some dropsies if the injury is not an issue and the dropsies are sort of fixed at least well, th- even with the dropsies he's still fantasy <laughs> but like mm-hmm. if he is if those two worries are not as big of concerns I think he's got a good shot to be actually a fantasy asset pretty early on and be kind of discussed he could you know, outperform rugs right away, especially if Tyrell isn't out there much. So
1: Yeah, I mean playing with a torn labrum, I mean that's so I I tore my labrum playing tennis way less badass, but um <laughs> tore my labrum playing tennis. It's just the cartilage that surrounds your shoulder in the that cavity, the glenoid cavity. Um so you can play through that. It basically just helps keep your shoulder together. If you have mm-hmm. strong muscles around that, like your rotator cuff mu- and all of that, like your muscles are strong, then it doesn't matter like at all. Um, but it'll be, it'll he'll have some discomfort. You know, going up for a high ball and having to reach your shoulder above your head and stretch—that's not going to be fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and because he does have a t- like a tear, it's there's normally many micro tears that go along with that. It can get worse. Um, so, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I think as a – I don't know if it's like being a deep ball receiver makes it like better or worse for him. But, I mean, it's not ideal, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm like – I'm curious if like he's going to be on the field just enough to ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> he was a favorite of a
1: car last year.
0: Yeah, and like he was really good before got hurt last year. He was balling He had like a touchdown each the first four games. He was killing it and then he injured his foot. So I think I was like a I can't remember what it was, but damn feet. Yeah, but this team has a lot of young talent, um, and a good line. So they could easily outperform my lower end thought for them. And I think nine and seven is like I, I got for sure a realistic outcome. Unfortunately, um, yeah. the conference is strong, so I don't think nine and seven means playoffs. But right, playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think you're gonna have to be ten and six to get to the playoffs in the AFC, even though it's um, seven teams now. Well, unless uh, like yeah. unless Buffalo and New England are both nine and seven and one of to make it, but like a nine and seven wild card won't make it. I don't think.
1: Yep. Then, yep. Um, yep.
0: Last, we have the team that is cursed, the uh, LA Chargers. Um, We got two more. Do we? Oh, yeah, I skipped one. Um, (laughs) They were on a different page, sorry. Um, Freudian slip. Um, So, Chargers, we both have them going 7-9, which seems very Um, (laughs) Charger-like. So, I think, originally, like, you had them, like... What did you have them at originally? And, like, I think I had them a little lower originally. We both somehow I think came to 7 and 9 together. I thought I had them
1: at 6 and 10 and then bumped them up 1. Um, gotcha. But I, uh, I don't know. I think 7 and 9 is kind of their ceiling. That seems right. They – I don't know. Their roster is amazing, but their quarterback situation is awful. Um, like, Tyrod's, like, a serviceable starter – and he'll probably go about 500.
0: Yeah. You know, like, like
1: the three and three kind of start. But eventually they'll put Herbert in and he's not going to be good at the beginning.
0: Yeah. It's w- whether or not Herbert comes in. So, okay. So, like Anthony Lynn and Tyrod Taylor took a probably objectively less talented Buffalo team than the playoffs. Right. And this team could easily be on that same level. The schedule's kind of tough. You obviously get the Chiefs twice, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, and then they've got some of the um, what some of the uh NFC South it is, yeah, to so, like tough, tough draw. They got the whole NFC South it is, that's right. So Thanks. they get tough draws on that, on those divisions, which makes it hard. Um, like, like the fact that they still just like stayed put at quarterback, like. I know. It's such a win-now roster. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Like,
1: their team is designed to go to the Super Bowl, like, this year. Like, their roster is stacked. And they – why would you not just go get one of those veteran quarterbacks that's only going to play for a year or two that can win now and doesn't need time to develop? If, but like I put like they're basically destined to just repeat this cycle. By the time their quarterback's good, their roster's gonna be gone. And by the time they get a brand new roster on, their quarterback's gonna be old and retiring. <laughs> so this
0: is kinda random. Um, how do you think what kind of fit do you think Andy Dalton would be in, in this team?
1: I think if you put Andy Dalton on the Chargers, they probably go ten and six or eleven and five, man.
0: Yeah, I think he's a lot better favorite <laughs> of this team than Tyrod is. And like I've obviously been supportive of Tyrod more than a lot of people have, but I think Dalton is a lot more similar to how they had the team designed. He's still got an arm, man. Dalton can still throw it pretty far and pretty
1: accurately. Yeah,
0: I guess it's not that far off from, like, what he ran with the Bengals. But (sighs) anyway, so um, I still think think Dalton would – he, Dalton never had like a good consistent tight end. He had Tyler Eifert for like a year or two, and then he yeah like, he died. Kept, kept getting hurt. Yeah, yeah fucking glass man. Um, <laughs> like he was,
1: worst superpower ever.
0: Yeah, I feel like Andy Dalton would love Hunter Henry. Anyway, um, yeah, my fantasy take is this team is cursed. Um, if you are in PBR league, Austin Eckler makes a ton of sense, obviously, because you should get the load. Um, the the most interesting point for me is. Is it Joshua Kelly or Josh or Josh Jackson?
1: Uh Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah. I was like, wait, Josh Jackson's NBA, my brain's going back and forth. So is it Justin Jackson or Josh Kelly? Oh.
1: I know. Someone's having a party outside.
0: <laughs> I was like, what is that? Well, is that you know MBA? your
1: music's too loud when it's on somebody else's podcast <laughs> three stories above you <laughs> in a shut out apartment.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, the Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson is kind of the, in my opinion, most interesting fantasy point. Because it costs, like, nothing to get either of them. And one of them should have a role because I don't think they're going to give Austin Nickler everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Keenan Allen is going super late. And, okay, so other piece of news. Mike Williams, um, he is hurt. I'm trying to find out what it was. Let me pull it yep. up. But he's, like, not sure for week one. Uh, shoulder injury. His Week one status is in doubt. So, like, he may not be ready right away. Uh-oh. So that'll just mean more targets for Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Which oh, Keenan yeah. Allen, okay, there there becomes a point at which you, you like, go, uh, okay, how good is this guy? And then how bad is the, like, situation? You see Keenan <laughs> Allen's ADP. He's going, like, end of the fourth, early fifth. He's going, like, at the 4-5 turn, basically. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because how talented he is. Yeah, like, in, in a PPR league, imagine getting that Keaton Allen that did, like, the 4-5 or five turn in a PPR league, like, in any other year. And that's what this the is. He's had, like, the, one of the bigger, like, ADP drops from year to year, and it's got nothing to do with him. And so that's why I'm like, maybe this isn't as, you know, abysmal as we all think, and he could end up smashing at that spot. Yeah, I mean, he probably will.
1: he's just, he's so good.
0: Yeah, like, this... They want to be a low volume passing offense, I'm pretty sure. But at the same time, Keenan Allen is really fucking good, and if Michael Williams isn't there right away, like he's gotta get the ball. So He'll get a lot of targets. Yeah, I don't think his outlook changes based on the Like I don't think any of these players have their outlook change a lot on based on the quarterback. I don't know.
1: Like him or Herbert being in, I still expect him to get a lot of volume. Yeah, like I don't know who like do. else. Not like as much as he
0: should, but a consistent level. Yeah, because even if Michael Williams is in, it's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler catching passes. And even wow. if it's a smaller pie, but like not that many pieces for the pie. Mm. But yeah, this team's cursed. <laughs> um moving on <laughs> to the Broncos. So you've got them six and ten. Um it's right- a <laughs> yeah, right before this, I had three and 13. I changed it a little bit. I think going could be somewhere between four, 12 or five and 11, depending on the, the Buffalo game. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a lot of Drew Locke skepticism, I think. But what what else has you down on this team? I mean, that's definitely the biggest
1: thing, but the offensive line is also kind of hurt. Um, not like literally hurt, like their right tackle opted out and they lost their center to the Jets. Um, they got a guard, Graham Glasgow, from the Lions, who's really good because yep. the Lions are stupid. Um, but their defense is still great. Vic Vangio, Vic Fangio, Vic, Fangio.
0: Vic <laughs> Vangio, Vic Vangio.
1: He's, uh, I mean, he's definitely a defensive minded head coach. I s- expect their defense to be pretty tough to go against. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, there's just something that, about Drew Locke that I'm still not sold on. Um, I didn't think last year was a particularly great display. He had one really good game followed by a not good one and then an average one. Um, yeah, he had a good is, game against Houston. That was it. Yeah, I mean, that's all of the you know options. He had a yeah. good game, a bad game, and an average
0: game. <laughs> yeah, he, he was average against Detroit. Um, <laughs> which is, come on. Um, what was their defense? <laughs> yeah, because he he started week thirteen on a opponent. So, I if, if I recall, he and Cortland Sutton did not riff at all. No, yeah. So, um, Cortland, so, so week 13 against the Chargers. That's when that's when, lot came in, right? Yeah. So Sutton caught both of his touchdowns against the Chargers that week. Okay. And then like nothing the rest of the year. Oof. Because so the next so there was. 7 targets in for 5 catches 34 yards. 10 targets, but only 4 for 79. 10 targets, but 4 for 51, and then 8 targets for four fifty-two. So, like, first game left promising, then there was just, like, no chemistry connection there. Um, which is disappointing. And it's tough because everyone's really excited about Drew Lock in this offense and the weapons, but you've got two rookies, one of which is hurt right now, um, and KJ Hamler, and I Think he'll be fine week one. I'm gonna, I'll check real quick. Um, but if you're a rookie, missing Camp, um, the hamstring strain—that's not good. Oh, it's like a more notable one, so he may not even play week one. Um, which excites me for Jerry Judy. It's kind of the fantasy take there. Is like, oh, Judy,
1: Judy. Yeah.
0: I mean, pretty excited about
1: him. He's uh, he was one of my you know best wide receivers coming into the. You know the league this year. Yeah,
0: he he was my close one B to to Lamb, um, right? Like I don't know if I'm like underestimating the defense or like maybe underestimating the offense even because like they've got Melvin Gordon, Phil Blimsey, who I think Melvin Gordon's back at practice now. Um, they got yeah they got two great running backs. So it's just the line does not give me any like confidence yet, and then Drew Lock doesn't give me any confidence yet. Ad- admittedly, like he could end up being fine. This team's a lot better than I expect, but I don't have enough reason to, like, project, like... I haven't seen enough from Drew Lockett to, like, fully project progression there. Like, he could. Like, there's enough there that it's, it's possible, but I don't think the way he played last year makes me, like, inclined to go that way. Um, no, he's a strong candidate to
1: underperform, I think, people's expectations. Yeah, it's like... A, you know, some the sophomore slump is real for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, like, it's... It's really tough to predict because I I'm not too certain either way like how he's gonna do. But like my my obviously my record prediction says it's not gonna be great. But then yeah like the offense is young. It's only like, a bunch of young dudes together. So like there's gonna be a lot of inconsistency. I think people are gonna be let down about how not high powered the offense is because they want to be run heavy. They've got fucking Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay there. Like, right. It's gonna revolve around those two. Like Melvin Gordon's gonna probably be. Annoying for a lot of people. Although I, I do think I do think Philip Lindsay's a good like later pick because uh, he, I think he's gonna get more touches than people are anticipating. And then if Gordon gets hurt, obviously Lindsay's the guy. He's going like the eighth. But I I've not even thought about Noah Fant this off season. I don't think.
1: I mean, it, he makes sense to do well with Locke, um, in my opinion. But there's so many mouths to feed. Yeah. I don't want to take any particular one of them. With like a value pick,
0: yeah, they brought in Albert O oh as well. I think it would kind of cap fan's upside because he didn't Block have previous chemistry, mm-hmm. um, and he might be a better blocker. Might be a way better blocker that's actually. Not a high bar, but <laughs> gosh, no fan cannot block for shit. Um, <laughs> but he's super duper talented with the ball in his hands, and like his yak ability is nuts. So like the this could be a, This could be a slow start team too. Like maybe they have a rough few weeks, and then maybe the Jets game is a get-right game or something, right? (laughs) Or like Miami week five or sorry week six, I guess, is a get-right game. Like I could see them starting rough and picking it up, just because said the line has no cohesion. It's a young team; they have to get used to each other. There's a lot of factors going into it. I think so.
1: I think it's going to be a slow start for a lot of teams that have any new additions to to their roster. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this before, where there was a truncated like preseason or workout schedule, and teams didn't get to practice as much. And it wasn't until like week six that the league started to look right, like there was, yeah. it was sloppy.
0: I forget what year it was, but I, we talked was it about it. Twenty eleven or thirteen, one of the two.
1: It was one of those. It was an odd year.
0: <laughs> yeah, the locker year. It's like we're like a bunch of passing records got just demolished. I think right, like a lot of five thousand yard passers.
1: Yeah, like there was, it was sloppy. Teams didn't look like how they should. It took a long time for them to kind of get on the same page. It was because they didn't have as much time to practice and you know, become cohesive in a unit and team. Twenty eleven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. NFL twenty eleven passing leaders. Yeah, like Stafford had five thousand. Breeze <laughs> had his record. Tom Brady went fifty two hundred. Eli Manning almost hit five thousand. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it was just a pass happy year. Um, <laughs> and I think we're gonna see that
1: again um, with a lot yeah, of teams, especially ten. these these teams like the Broncos, like you know, um, the Jets, like a lot of new pieces on the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Can, uh, ten t- uh, ten quarterbacks, including a rookie Cam Newton, hit four thousand yards that year. And it cracks me up because Cam's new picture has his tall hair in it on a Football reference. His hair is so <laughs> tall, dude tall hair dude he's already a tall guy yeah it just like take up so much space in the picture
1: i oh, got an image perfect oh my god it is actually the size of his real head yeah on top of his head that's mm. great
0: i imagine it flies down for the helmet
1: <laughs> the helmet just has to he just has to get like a extended oh, yeah, hold on the helmet yeah. from the simpsons <laughs> just goes down like three feet
0: <laughs> yeah it uh, maybe yeah, it has more cushion i don't know but um yeah, this is going to be a year where, like, all my tie breaks are in favor of teams with consistency and continuity. I guess mm-hmm. it's redundant, but to just to really drive it home. Um, <laughs> like, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens, teams like that who have almost everything the same. I think it makes sense to favor them in season long, especially early in DFS, too. Like, that's going to be the safer option. Like, yeah, you know that... Mahomes can hit Kelsey for three touchdowns in a week. You know, like that's that's something we know can happen. That's a safe pick, kind of thing. right. Like I that's, like, that's something we've
1: game. seen before. They they wouldn't have to practice that once. They could just go out on the field and do that.
0: Yeah, like you could maybe be thinking about like all these new situations or teams with new like coaches' offenses. You're like, oh, I want to play like Saquon Barkley or whatever. But then you know, whoever who's their new OC there is it Jason Garrett, right? And where, on the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jason. Yeah, maybe Jason Garrett's, like, goes, like, oh, I've, I've dealt with these star-running backs before. Just don't give him the ball too much, like. Right. And it all goes to shit. Like, okay, this is another, like, quick thing. Like, Zeke's, so, Zeke's going third. Like, Barkley's kind of the presumed number two after Barkley, or after CMC, and I think that's, like, I that might be wrong.
1: You might, you would rather have Zeke.
0: I, Zeke feels a lot I don't know if I don't have to say safer, because Saquon Barkley is really good, but I have no clue how this Giants team is going to be this year. Well, they, they're they a team that also has a lot of young offensive line. Yeah, because Dan, Daniel Jones, who lucked into way fewer turnovers than he should have had last year, is getting a new offensive coordinator. So, yeah. anyway, <laughs> that's, we can save that for that division. But Oh, yeah. Guess that was just a general draft irk I had. I like Zeke. I would take Zeke. Awesome. Yeah, I think six should be number two. Oh, vroom, vroom.
1: <laughs>
0: that's not like It's like a hot take siren, but it, it's something. We'll take it. Gotta it's a fast
1: and furious hot take.
0: <laughs> <siren>. <laughs> fast and furious takes. Mm. But All right, so that was what we had, the AFC East and West. We will be back next time, which we just finish up the AFC, and I guess probably that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. We'll finish up the AFC next time. Cool beans. Thank you all for tuning in.